our identity is being refined and it's being shaped by the changes that we are experiencing while we're in pandemic. And there are just several things I want to re- remind ourselves of is that some of the things that we're drawn to, that's an affirmation of who we are as a person. And some of the things that you know we really don't want to repeat again is an affirmation of our identity. I think part of what people believe is that when this pandemic is over, then I'll really be a changed person. I just want to ask us to maybe draw our attention right now to the fact that there are small changes happening in the moment uh, that we can pay more attention to, to remind ourselves of you know, this is who I am because we can get lost in the midst of all these changes. That's Brian Schubring. He's the founder and president of Leadership Vision. And today on the podcast, we're going to be encouraging you to consider the way you think about your identity. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and Brian and I, along with Linda Schubring, she's our vice president here at Leadership Vision, today we want to challenge you to consider all the ways your identity is being shaped right now and spend some time reflecting on what you're proud of, what you're feeling, what you want to improve, and what you want to leave behind once all of this is done. The way that we mark personal development or professional development is somewhat linear. You know, we go to work and we're like, what did I accomplish this week? What did I accomplish today? Who did I, I talk to? The school calendar, that, that's a linear calendar. Kids go to school, they come back, a quarter's over, you get your grades. And in pandemic, there, there doesn't seem to be this, this linear pathway towards understanding how it is that we're developing. I'm not even sure if, if it's circular. It's like a, there, there's a bunch of twists and turns. We hit dead ends. We, are, we seem to be on repeat day after day after day. So we aren't seeing the same markers of what a meaningful life actually is. And what I want to uh, just draw our attention to is our identity is being shaped and influenced no matter what kind of journey we're on, linear or circular, twists and turns. It doesn't really matter. Let's pay attention to the movement that's there, uh, the relationships that are growing and what experiences, even the, the, the repeating experiences, how can they truly be meaningful and reaffirming of who we are as individuals? You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. It's August, which means we've been in some sort of a socially distant reality for four and a half months now. What started out as feeling like maybe a one or two week little adventure has turned into just a way of life. At the start of this, our family thought that these adaptations were temporary. You know, the things to our daily lives, to our children's schooling, to the way that we work. But those temporary adaptations, they've now just become a part of normal life. At some point, most people have had a conversation with their partners or especially just with themselves about sustainability. How much longer can we keep doing fill-in-the-blank of whatever it is that you're doing now that's different from before? We're all continuing to adapt, and I wonder how many of us have taken the time to really reflect on what it's doing to us on a deeper, more personal level. 2020 has brought about the most change of any time in world history, I think. We're living through a global pandemic, an economic catastrophe, and a level of social change that just can't be overstated. Brian, Linda, and I are going to ask you today on the podcast to consider how this experience in whatever shape or form yours is taking, how it's shaping your identity 
and to recognize the impact it's having on the people around you. All of us are dealing with this in different ways. And Linda says that for her, naming it is one way to make sense of it. She's identified 2020 as a crucible moment. So let's pick the conversation up here as we define what a crucible is and then talk about how to make the most of it. One of the ways that I feel like I've tried to accept that 2020 is just going to be rough is to name it. And I have named that, you know, 2020 is a crucible. When I started to name it and live into that, there was this sense of, okay, yep, I agree with what Bennis and Thomas say, that a crucible is a transformative experience through which an individual comes to a new or an altered sense of identity. And as soon as I named that, it was not scary, not something we want to just get to 2021 and, you know, can't wait to toast my glass uh, for for New Year's. Um, But what does 2020 offer us as leaders to find more meaning, to learn from the painful negative events, even when we can't make meaning or heads or tails of some of the things that are happening or have happened? And so how do we let some of this work in 2020, refine us as individuals so that we come to our families different, we come to our teams different, and we have a different cultural identity at the end of this. One of the things I like about this metaphor of a crucible is just how applicable it is. Because when you think about the metaphor of a crucible, you don't think of the end result right away. You think of, of the process of several elements going into the, the crucible, how they're all being physically changed, like the matter of their existence is being changed while they're in the crucible. And then when that process is over, you have something changed at the very end. It's that process of being in the middle when all the elements are put into the crucible, the change is happening within that moment. And so what does that mean to all of us when we think about 2020 as a crucible is that we're all experiencing this at the same time. It's a very communal and collective event that's happening to all of us because there's the larger meta narrative that you mentioned, Nathan, of the social, the financial and the pandemic. All those elements are at, at play. But there's also these like smaller crucibles of what's happening to our individual identity. How is that uh, being affected by that crucible? Family dynamics, educational dynamics. We're all in this experience together. How is it that we can have a conversation around that impact and a mindfulness of this is happening to me and we're totally okay with it. We're giving ourselves permission to be changed instead of like not recognizing it and waiting for the change to happen maybe in September or at the end of of the year. It is happening when we're mindful of the change while we're in it. uh, We have a greater appreciation for the fact that change is happening. We have a greater awareness of the meaning that it's happening upon us. And we're also to engage the moment differently because it has a value as part of the change process. Something we were talking about before we started recording was like the different uh, crucible moments in our lives, situations that have shaped who we are. Maybe it was a cross-country move, some sort of international travel, a job change, you know, uh, birth of the child, death of a loved one, and with the various ups and downs and, you know, sadness and joy that kind of come along with any of those things. All of those, I would say, for the most part, are just 
part of our life, part of the normalcy that happens. And what's so challenging about where we're seeing ourselves today is that there isn't a roadmap. There isn't a precedence for what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to act. I don't know, maybe even like where we're supposed to find our identity. Usually those things are in a timeline, right? We can kind of see or predict to a certain degree at least like how much time this change should take, when we're going to get out of it. And we don't have any of that right now, which is, I don't know, I think causing, causing a little bit of anxiety. I don't know. Uh, will that be helpful? Will we, should we talk about that a little bit? It will, because I think some people are on a slow burn of change, like what, what you're saying. Like whatever their life experience is, the change has been like a slow boil. They've seen yeah. it coming. They've made the adaptations. And whatever those variables are, you know, great for them. I also think for other people, this this COVID crucible has had an immediacy to it where things have ended right away. And so to go off of your question, Nathan, I, I think of a crucible experience of mine that reflects this is when I experienced my hockey injury. It was an immediate moment when everything in my um, athletic career changed in the moment, which is somewhat like how you know I'm experiencing parts of this COVID is like my life that I knew it ended within one play on the ice. And from that moment, I had to seek professional advice. I had to take, uh, you know, six to nine months just to rehab. I had to rethink an entire direction of how I was going to apply myself athletically. But the biggest thing that was really painful for me, Nathan, was my identity rested in the fact that I was a hockey player, that that was where I was going with my life. And that crucible moment that happened with the injury, it was an erasing of one identity and then this open wound of, What's your identity going to be now because you're no longer a hockey player? What I didn't know is that I had misidentified myself as a hockey player because ultimately behind that, I'm an athlete. And so to apply myself as an athlete, that's a completely different roadmap. And so what I want to maybe ask our listeners is what are some of those elements of immediacy that have ended and what has that said about who you are as a person? Because I believe that once we kind of reach beyond the the element of adversity, beyond the big moments of change, that there's still something about who we are as people that is going to remain, that will find a new place and a new experience to truly express itself. Like my injury, it might take a year for that process or six months for that process to really find a place uh, to gain new meaning and new purpose, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be compromising who we are as individuals. I'm seeing people's faces in, in my mind, um, and you can go from people just saying, hey, I've not missed a beat. You know, I, I get all the gratification I, I need by what's happened. I've made that decision. And then people saying, will I be loved again? You know, like you have this complete swing of people feeling connected because their needs are being met and people feeling completely isolated because their needs aren't being met. And what does that do to shake someone's fundamental identity? Like that to me is my concern. You can cast your doubt on certain things that are happening around us, but what is it really saying about who we are? Who knew that I would, you know, stop running on the ice and start running on, you know, asphalt and, you know, that pa my passion would become running. Like I just didn't know at the time. I think that's what, what I'm looking forward to with people is that this this time where we can identify new ways for our identity to express themselves in different types of movement, different types of experiences, and different types of relationships. We'll be right back. 
At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. And not only that, but you're having people who have lost so much right now. They've lost jobs. They've lost loved ones due to this. There's just a lot going on. And perhaps they might be listening to this thinking like, I don't have the luxury or the benefit to stop and think about my identity or who I want to be. And I would wonder if we still have even something to offer offer those people. Because ultimately, I think what we're asking people to do here is to say, despite the hardship, despite whatever, all of us have this shared moment in time to say, who are we going to be after this? We've talked about this before. Who are we right now? Who are we going to be after? What's that? I don't believe that at all. It's who are we going to be now? Well, yeah, now, now and after. The Both. invasion to yes. identity. I mean, or yes, the, and. the invitation to change. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's 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 a yes and. Yeah, because <laughs> we are all going through the invitation to 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 change now, or at, at least be mindful right. of it now. Because um, we all know that the longer we push off the timing of change, it'll eventually invade us. So it'll go from invitation to invasion, and we're going to have to change whether you like it or not. So I've read some articles recently that say that like the fundamental way we do things uh, is going to be different. You know, maybe when you go to a restaurant, like there won't be a waiter that comes and take your order anymore. Maybe it will just be you put it in on your phone. Even when we're all back to quote unquote normal, maybe that will be the same. Maybe the way that we vote will be different and all, you know, a million other things that have been forced upon us. And so this time right now, it is seasonal in the sense that it you know, comes and goes. And depending on who you read on what day, it could be in a few months from now, it could be in a year or two from now. Um, so what, what are we, what are we doing with this time? I guess is what I'm really wanting you to answer for me. Cause I don't know. I like that, Nathan. I think that this is one thing that I'm also hearing consistently is that when there's a vaccine, when the pandemic is moving towards, um, ending, like when that is seen, there are some things that are within our society that will fundamentally just return back to normal. Like they've been turned off and they're going to be turned back on and they will be the same as they were before. Uh, There will be other parts of our society that will never be the same again. They've been shut off and they will never be turned back on. And I think that as an individual, I think that's the question that I'm asking people, like what are the things about you Uh, that are going through this change and that when this is over, it's going to return back to normal. That part of you will be alive. Um, The things that you need will be readily at hand. But then the deeper work, that invitation is also there. What are the things that uh, you may never return to because those behaviors, those characteristics, those values, those ways that you've done things, you, you are learning now that 
that was just not an economical way of doing it, or that wasn't the right way to interact with others, or that wasn't the right way to kind of navigate my day. And those things will never exist again. I, I think that the invitation is to have the openness and the freedom to be able to allow some of those past behaviors, emotions, ways of doing things to kind of just kind of go by the wayside and have an invitation to be curious and invite something new to happen on the other side. So there's some people that are just rocking it. You know, <laughs> they're the ones built for the crisis. They're the ones that have... Nobody I know. <laughs> well, there are some leaders out there that are, they're like, all right, game on. This this is whatever the challenge is, I'm in. Let's go for it. And that part is inspiring. Maybe it's not, you know, in all areas of their life, but to see people that just didn't get stuck and are just choosing to continue to move forward and not just avoid the pain, but to, you know, work with whatever metals being <laughs> um, <laughs> melted in their, in their yeah. crucible. So, so there are people rocking it. Now, there are also leaders that are just, you know, honest and on one-to-one -one conversations, they'll say things like, I'm lost, uh, or I just feel a little lost, or I feel lonely. I think to hear all ages experience that kind of and communicate that kind of loneliness has just kind of put off a, a red flag for me of, okay, uh, maybe the pervasive feeling is disconnection and people not being connected to the regular people and the regular patterns that made their life meaningful and familiar. So when people are feeling lost, lonely, disconnected, how you know, we've been challenging people, you know, you can use your strengths, you can use your strengths to, to connect back in, you know, what strengths of yours will connect in the midst of the crucible, not trying to get rid of it, not using, you know, humor to get out of it. Um, but rather like in it, um, how can you connect um, in a positive way, not just commiserate, mm -hmm. but, right. but to right. really, really connect. Something that you said that just made me think of something is, um, so in our group of friends, I've so many, most like the dads have, and even a couple of the moms have been talking about, like, they've made passing comments to me about like, man, I don't know how you're doing this. You just seem to have such a positive outlook. And I would be, you know, losing my mind if I, you know, four kids and trying to work and, you know, spouse is working crazy hours. And I was like, what are you talking about? I feel like I'm the opposite of this positive, who are you, who are you talking about? This doesn't feel like me. And, and so I, I bring that up because I wonder if there are, um, there are outlets, there are people, there are ways that we can share a part of who we are that we may not realize is, is a strength. And so if I, you know, connecting this to a strength thing, I would say for me, that's probably my adaptability and futuristic thinking like, well, how do I want to end up after this? I don't exactly know but it's helping me to kind of adapt and go with the flow as I, as I see the future of like, well, I want to come out of this as having a stronger family, having a stronger marriage, having, uh, you know, deeper work relationships and a, and a company that is still a company at the end of yes. this and all of these things. And, you know, if people are viewing that as, you know, not, not the strength of positivity, but just this positive thing, I was like, well, you're welcome. Like it's, it's hard. Sometimes I think perhaps we get too inside of our own heads. No, because living out of your adaptability futuristic is actually generative, 
life-giving. It generates life in you and in others, and people are attracted to that. And I think that's where those are the leaders rocking it right now. Sure. So even if you don't feel like you're rocking it every day, Nathan, there's still this sense of you are grounded enough to know what you need and and how you can get there and then how you can make the most of it. Well, and generate life in you and others. And I think part of what I was trying to say is like, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's generating life in me, but, but maybe it is. And we don't realize it because we're all to your point of being isolated and lonely. So perhaps this conversation is about how, how do we invite people in? How do we be vulnerable? How do we, you know, not be all doom and gloom, but also not, you know, rainbows and butterflies either. And my invitation around what you just said, Nathan, is to give ourselves the permission to have a 15 or 30 minute conversation with someone that is maybe outside of our immediate daily circle and to you know just have a conversation around how are we doing in the midst of, of this crucible of change? How are we doing in the midst of pandemic? And there's a couple of things that can kind of guide us in that conversation. One is to answer this question. What are we most proud of? Like, what are we most proud of about ourselves? How it is that we've adapted, how we've changed, how we responded. Let's admit the process, but let's just kind of start with, here's what I'm proud of. And then the second thing is then uh, ask ourselves this, what am I feeling? So the mm. the first one's what am I proud of? Then the second one is how am I feeling? Yep, we're frustrated. Yep, we're happy. Yep, we're challenged. Whatever those words are, how is it that, that that you're feeling? Then we can move to this next question: improving. What is it about my my personal life, uh, the life with our spouse or partner? Um, what are we improving with, with our family? So we can kind of monitor that developmental side of what's going on. That we are all in the process of making improvements out of the adaptations. Um, that we are embracing, which leads me to the next one then, um, which is what are we leaving? Um, you know, there are probably a lot of lessons that we've learned in the last five or six months of, man, I'm not doing that again. You know, to improve in something is one thing, but to say, you know what, I have to kind of let this other part of me go and leave that behind because it's just not working. We may return to it at, at some point, like we always say, not forever, not for, but for now. But what are we leaving in, in this moment that would just help us be more adaptive for the next big cul-de-sac that we don't anticipate is going <laughs> to run into our pathway? <laughs> cul-de-sac or crucible? <laughs> cul-de-sac. <laughs> Going around and around. Yeah. Oh, roundabout. I know. Brian, as you were listing, you know, those topics that you could cover with a friend, you know, I, I, called, I called a friend I used to work with uh, just the other day and... She's like, hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> and I was, I was like, I just need someone to talk to. And these are the things I need to talk about. And just need to see how you are. And it was so, it was so refreshing just, just to take that, that pulse check. And so part of me is like, okay, as Brian is talking, I'm thinking, I'm kind of scrolling through the context on my phone. I was like, all right, who's next? Who's next? And maybe it's not just for me, but it's for them. Because they're also one of the... 7.6 billion people affected by this by this pandemic and what's happening in 2020. And so I think to know that you're not alone um, and it's not this like one up of like how bad it is for you, but it's a where are you finding hope? Where are you finding joy? Um, where where is delight still stirred? Yeah, so, yeah. that's so good. I like that. Such a great reminder. Well, Brian, Linda, thank you so much. I love talking with you, and I also really value this this time as the three of us and our, our company at large is trying to figure out 
you know, who are we as individuals now and later? Who are we as a company now and later? I feel like we're we're committed to to improving as individuals and a company as we as we exit this time, whenever that might be. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. If you found value from this episode, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and a host of others. Please share this podcast and our other resources with anyone you think would benefit from going deeper into our strengths-based approach to individual, team, and organizational development. I'm Nathan Freeberg. I'm Brian Schubring. I'm Linda Schubring. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.